Good morning and happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners, family, and friends. We are back once again here this Sunday morning, bringing you guys another podcast. We hope and pray that everyone is doing well, is in good spirits, everyone is feeling all right, and uh, that the Lord has kept you here one more day to see another Sunday, allowing us to have the activities of our limbs, blood running warm in our veins, and that you are able to take another breath. Uh, It's not a guarantee, so we do not take it for granted. And we do thank you all for taking out time from all of your busy schedules to listen to the podcast here this morning. Uh, House of Deliverance Ministry is in service this morning. So uh, if you guys are free, we would love to have you come and fellowship with us. Uh, Our service begins at 10 a.m. We are located once again at 3039 Fair Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, We do wear our masks, we do hand hand sanitize, and we do temperature check at the door. Uh, But we would love to have you come and fellowship with us here this morning. If you're free, have nothing on your schedule, nothing on your agenda, uh, nothing planned, and uh, that we are not taking you away from your own home church uh, services. But we still would love to see you come and fellowship with us if you are free. Uh, So uh, come on by and enjoy Jesus with us. I promise you, you will not leave the same way that you came. Uh, The Lord definitely moves in our ministry. Uh, He definitely speaks and we definitely allow him to have his way. Um, We definitely want to continue to keep our podcast prayer list uh, going forward. Um, we want you all to uh, please, please, please keep um, Queen Red and her husband in your prayers. Uh, she is my sidekick at work, um, uh, and her husband is um, going through in his body. He currently is in ICU in the hospital, and we are praying um, that the Lord will have his way in his life, uh, that he will touch him in his body, um, and that he will allow him to uh, recover from this battle that he is currently going through. Uh, So definitely keep him and her in your prayers. Also, uh, continue to keep uh, Nicole Reed and and Crystal Harden in your prayers as well. Um, Continue to pray for our nation, uh, our president, Congress, our leaders, um, for the city of Goldsboro, for the county of Wayne, and all surrounding counties. Uh, continue to pray for our children as they're in school, for the teachers who are teaching them, and uh, that God will continue to protect and keep them. And also continue to pray one for another because we know that we are all standing in the need of prayer for some situation that we might be facing in our lives. Uh, but with all that being said, you guys, you know what time it is. We got a good podcast for you here this morning. A lot of great music and always an on-time word from the Lord. So uh, sit back, relax, kick your feet up for as long as you can. We hope you got your church socks on and prepared yourself to slide in your kitchen here this Sunday morning. And with all of that being said, let's get it. I just want somebody to open your mouth and say, live me, me.
Oh, come on, you better say that like you would want somebody to say it about you. If it was you going through, come on, try it again. Throw your head back and have a little bit.
Somebody clap your hands and tell God thank you. Yeah, oh, come on, church. I need a good old school church. You can clap your hands and tell him thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life, back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter, hallelujah. How can it be?
you're the savior. I don't wanna love nobody but you. I don't wanna love nobody but you. Yes. I don't wanna love nobody, love nobody but you. Tell somebody, say, forever's a long time. Say, but God loves you that long.
I'm forever committed to you. Forever committed to you. God said, I'm gonna be right there. No matter what your life is, I'm gonna be by your side. Said, I'm gonna be by your side. I'm gonna be by your side. God said, I'm gonna be by your side. When you're crying, I'm right by your side. In the midst of your pain, I'm right by your side. Even when you sin, I'm right by your side. Everybody's falling off. God never will. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. And I want to begin reading right at verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. 
In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time in the pool and stirred up the water. And whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. Now a certain man was there who had been sick 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But while I am coming, another steps in before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him, who was cured? It's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, the man who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. They asked him, who is this man who told you to take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. But a little later, Jesus found him in the temple, said to him, see, you've been made well. Sin no more lest something worse will happen to you. And the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Amen. Take your seats. I want you to look at two or three ladies with the best boldness you have. And I just want to preach about two words tonight. I want you to look at a lady tonight and tell them, I'm motivated. Now look, look at another lady and tell them, I've had a rough road. I've had some ups and downs. There have been some days I felt like quitting. But look one of the ladies in the face and tell them, but tonight I've decided I'm motivated to get my breakthrough. I'm motivated to get my blessing. If you believe that tonight, would you put your hands together in advance to serve notice on the enemy that tonight you're motivated to get what God has for you. Dr. Bryant, the story is told of a college wrestling team that was traveling to a neighboring college to compete in a wrestling match that evening. And as they were traveling on the bus, the coach warned them of a strategy that the other team had. The coach said to them, they have perfected a certain hold, and because they've perfected this hold, they've been winning all of their recent matches. He said to them, this particular maneuver that has been winning them all of these matches is called the double reverse. He said to them, your opponent gets a hold of you. Then he folds you up once. Then he folds you up again. And while you are helpless, he throws you to the ground, pins you. Before you know it, the match is over. It was obvious that his wrestlers didn't really think much of this double reverse. They didn't think it was a serious threat. They didn't seem to take his warning seriously. And so when they got to their opponent's gym, they were making their preparation for the six matches of the evening. The coach continued to warn them about this double reverse. And every wrestler reassured the coach that as the matches began, we got this. And however, in the very first match, the visiting wrestler was victimized by the double reverse and lost the match. The players immediately began to refer to this dreaded double reverse, taking now a little bit more seriously this thing. The second wrestler was defeated after being thrown by the double reverse. 
the coach began to get angry and very intense and they lost match after match to this double reverse they had one more match left and he walked up to his wrestler and he said listen don't get caught like the others did I'd like to win at least one match so the match began and show enough within two minutes the wrestler on the team that was the home team caught this wrestler in the double reverse and the coach buried his head in his hands and refused to look at what appeared to be the inevitable outcome and the home stands began to cheer because it looked like they were going to have a shutout that day that all of a sudden the cheering stopped and the visitors bench erupted with praise and the coach looked up just in time to see his wrestler who looked like he was about to lose pin his opponent and win the match when the celebration finally stopped bishop bloomer the coach took the winning wrestler aside and said what in the world happened when i looked at you the last time you were locked in the double reverse there seemed to be no way out how did you get out and win the match the wrestler replied well coach when he got that hold on me i was so twisted up i couldn't move but when i opened my eyes all I could see inches away from my nose was a big toe. He said, so I did the only thing I could do. I opened my mouth and bit down on that toe as hard as I could bite. He said, and coach, it's amazing what a man can do when he bites off his own big toe. Now, now while there's great humor in the punchline of that story, there are a few observations I want to make for your consideration. You can oftentimes find yourself tied up by the enemy, feeling as if you have no place to go, feeling like you have no recourse to take. He's bottled you up in match after match, and now you feel useless, powerless, and the enemy seems to have gotten the best of you. But the one thing the enemy forgot to tie up is the weapon he always forgets that's your mouth because as long as I still got my mouth loose it doesn't matter what else is tied up if I open up my mouth I can still get the victory how many ladies tonight know when you learn how to use your mouth and open up your mouth no matter how tied up you might be the enemy will find himself on the losing end of the battle would you just grab one lady sitting next to you and tell them you sitting like you're tied up but the one thing the devil can't touch is your mouth and the power of life and death is in my mouth and if I open up if I open up y'all sit on I'm just getting started he, he opened up his mouth and I'm talking to some sister tonight you're on the verge of losing your life is like this team you've been losing one battle after another but push your name and tell them your mouth is still loose so if you lift up your mouth come on I need about a thousand of y'all tonight to open up your mouth and raise a standard on the enemy that no matter how tied up I am but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He, he, he said, I opened up my mouth, bit my toe, 
and the pain I was in caused me to shift my body and get the victory. How many of y'all know that sometimes pain can be the very thing that pushes you to your breakthrough? See, the devil made the mistake of thinking pain was going to make you quit. He never knew you'd be desperate enough to get the victory, that you would even use the pain to get what God has for you. How many of y'all can testify tonight? It was the pain of that divorce. It was the pain of getting laid off. It was the pain of that abuse. And that pain pushed me to my victory. But, but here was the other observation. That what we see in this wrestler is the power of motivation. <laughs> when, when you are motivated, it's a power that can help you overcome the toughest of obstacles. But motivation is defined as the process that initiates and guides and maintains goal-oriented behavior. Psychologists tell us that there are three major components to motivation activation, persistence, and intensity. That activation involves the decision to initiate a behavior. Persistence is the continued effort toward a goal even though obstacles exist. Intensity can be seen in the concentration and vigor that goes towards the persistence of pursuing your goal. Now, I know somebody's already saying, even not if in here on television, what does any of that have to do with this text? Because in this text, I believe this man, after all these years, is still in this condition because he lacked motivation. Um, Jesus is headed into the temple, and outside the temple is this pool where people of all types of conditions hung out waiting on the waters to be moved by an angel, believing that whoever got in first would get the healing. Watch this. And the text says, Jesus sees the man and knows that the man has been in this condition for 38 years. Dr. Bryan, I knew you were going to be here and you were a scholar, so I had to do a little homework and I discovered that really 38 years is the number of years the children of Israel wandered aimlessly in the wilderness with no direction. <laughs> so in a real sense, for 38 years, this man's life has been like wandering in the wilderness with no purpose, with no direction, with no value, with no aim, wandering in and out from one thing to another. He's just going from one situation to another. And Jesus says to him, do you want to be made whole? In other words, are you ready to come out the wilderness? Are you ready to stop having an aimless life? Are you ready to stop having a purposeless night? And I wonder, are there any women in here tonight who feel like your life has been wandering in the wilderness? You've gone from one job to another, from one man to another. When one man didn't work, you tried a woman. Don't get quiet. You went from one situation to another, and your life feels like it's been in the wilderness. But touch your neighbor and tell him tonight, Jesus is walking by you and he's got
got one question. Are you ready to come out the wilderness? Are you ready to have purpose in your life? Now, as, as I was reading the story, something leaped out at me that I'd never thought about before. The problem was not as simple as the man making excuses. The problem was he admitted in the excuse that he wasn't that helpless. Listen to his words. He said, I ain't got nobody to help me. Get to the pool. But while I'm coming, come back, you missed it. I have nobody to help me get to the pool. But while I'm coming, you didn't get it. I, I can't get there by myself. But while I'm coming, y'all still didn't get it. If you can't get there by yourself, then how are you coming? He admits that he is not completely without mobility. Here's the problem. He's got mobility, but he lacks motivation. He didn't need a person. He needed motivation. He didn't need a miracle. He needed motive. One of the most dangerous persons in the world is somebody who's got mobility but ain't got no motivation. They got money but don't have any motivation. They've got their own business but they don't have any motivation. They've got their degree but they don't have any motivation. They've got the right connections but they don't have any motivation. Now since it's ladies night out, can I use the particular words he used? He said, I have no man. Now, I know he meant it in the generic way, strictly meaning I don't have anybody to assist me. But since it's ladies' night out, how many sisters have lost their motivation waiting on a man? Come on, look straight ahead. I know you ain't going to say much right through in here. How many sisters in here have used having no man as an excuse to keep sitting in the incubator of irresponsibility? Waiting on a man to buy you a house. Waiting on a man to put you in a car. Waiting on a man to pay your bills. Waiting on, is there any sister tonight who can say, I love men, but I don't want to be so dependent on a man that I don't know how to have my own motivation. I'll buy my own car. I'll buy my own house. I'll buy my own clothes. And I'll talk to myself if I ain't got nobody else to come to. I want you to shake three women's hand and tell them I love men, but I don't need a man to be motivated to be what God has called me. I wish I had some real women in here who could tell my motivation is not in external stimuli. I ain't motivated by money because I can be rich with money but cheap in character. I ain't motivated by clothes because it don't mean nothing to wear somebody else's name. I'm motivated by who I am. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the first and not the last. I'm an heir and a joint heir. I've got power in who I am. 
Shake somebody's hand and tell them be motivated within your God, I wish I had somebody. Whoa! Watch, watch, watch. Watch what happens. Huh? A lack of motivation will give you a motive to stay miserable. Um, a lack of motivation will give you a motive <laughs> to stay miserable. Man said for all these years, the reason I'm not better is because I've got years of failure. Nobody helped me. So the man has allowed the failures of the past to define him as a failure in his present. Failure has become the normality of his existence. <laughs> the community of the dysfunctional has become his comfortable surrounding. He's surrounded by folk who are just as dysfunctional as he is. And sometimes when you hang out in an atmosphere of helplessness, you will start to feel entitled to be helpless. See, that's why you got to be careful who your girlfriends are. Because if you're hanging out with broke folk, you'll feel all right to be broke. If you're hanging out with pity parties, you'll always be having a party. How many of y'all know to get up sometimes? You've got to change the folk you're hanging with. Because if you're hanging with dysfunction you'll feel all right being. watch watch he, he, he. he says this ain't my fault I've got years of failure watch this and I have empowered what has failed to become the definition of who I am um the very thought of success sounds abnormal when all you've had are failures. Woo! So you get in a relationship with a good man and you find a way to mess it up because normal for you is being dogged. So now you walk around saying all men are dogs, but you the only dog catcher. You've had failed relationships, failed jobs, failed business ventures. You failed at school, failed in ministry, social life in the same. Now you feel you got a motive to be sorry. He says, no, nobody will help me get the extra mile. And then here's what he said. The system <laughs> is designed to help folk who aren't as challenged as I am. Because everybody needs help at this pool. But some of us need more help than others. <laughs> But the system ain't designed to work for folk who got my problem. He says this ain't my fault.
But you got to understand about motivation. When you really are motivated, you create opportunities even where there are obstacles. Watch this. While I'm coming, which means I got a little bit of mobility, which means I might not have everything I need to get to the pool, but I got enough to start with. See, the reason some of y'all ain't going to shout because the devil has you so fixated on things being all perfect and having everything you need that you don't know how to shout over starting with the little bit you got. You ain't got the house yet? Shout over the apartment. You ain't got the car you want? Shout over the hoopty. I'm looking for some sister tonight who can say, I got a little bit and that's enough to work. Come on, I'm talking to the sisters tonight. Tell that sister next to you, if I got a little bit of mobility, it's time for me to start making some moves. It's time for me to start moving. It's time for me to get my credit together, get my interview skills tight, connect in the right circles, get my prayer life together, get back in church, watch my friendship circles. I'm looking for about 2,000 of y'all who can say right now, I'm going to start making some moves, and they might not be big moves, but it's enough to get me started, and if I do what I can do, how many of y'all know God will make up the shortage? Come on, shake somebody's hand and tell them, start making some moves, start making some phone calls, start making some connections, start getting your money together, start making... Here's your first move tonight with my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise. Look at your neighbor, tell him that's your first move. Lift up your hands, throw back your hands, and use what. you to high five six ladies and tell them start making moves, start making moves, start making moves, get your interview skills, start making moves, get your money right, start making moves, get your hair done, start making Now look back at them and tell her here's your first move, give God the praise, cause when the praise is Make your move, make your move. Something, something hit me, Dr. Brian. Watch this text. Watch this text. He said, we're all, watch this, sitting here, waiting on the angel to move the water. Huh. We're all sitting here waiting on the ethereal emissary from eternity called an angel to make a move. And Jamal, it hit me. How many people Miss Brown.
breakthrough because they're waiting on God to move before they decide to make a move. I know y'all ain't gonna shout right there. Your prayer life is like this, God. When you show me something, I'll move. And God is saying, when you move, I'll show you something. I wish I had somebody tonight. You got to learn how to make a move. You coming to church waiting on the preacher to move you. Waiting on the choir to move you. Waiting on the praise team to move you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I ain't waiting no more. I'm going to make the first move. And my move is going to open up heaven and break break. God, I hope you don't tear this arena up. At a certain season, God makes a move. So I know God's move is coming. So here's what I'm going to do. Woo! I ain't going to wait for God to move for me. I'm going to move in anticipation that God's about to break me into my season. Look at three ladies real quick and tell them this next shout ain't for what I got right now, but this next shout is in anticipation of my breakthrough. This next shout is for my anticipation of getting out of debt. My anticipation of buying my own house. My anticipation of opening up my job. Go and get your shout in anticipation of the next. I can't hear you tonight. If you in your living room or in your bedroom, get up on that couch and make a move in anticipation of your next break. Would you do me a favor? Would you grab a sister's hand and tell a baby girl, my next shout is not for my next season, but my next shout is for your next season. I'm shouting in anticipation of what God's about to do. Oh, yeah. I'm almost done. Look at your neighbor tell him my season is showing up. My season is on the calendar. So I'm going to shout in advance for what God is about to. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I got to give you this. Watch this. I can't. I can't get up, so I got a little bit of mobility, so if I know every year God's coming, then every day I'm scooting closer. I'm just, I don't cuss like I used to, I'm scooting closer. I don't drink like I used to, I'm scooting closer. I don't date dogs, I'm scooting closer. I don't let men between my legs without a ring on my finger. And I don't compare who I am to who got in first. I compare who I am to where I started scooting from. I 
need some sister who can say, I ain't in the pool yet, but I'm further than where I used to be. I'm... So, watch. Watch what happens. Jesus says, you, you waiting on somebody to give you a hand? He said, you waiting on your motivation to be somebody giving you a hand. I'm not going to give you a hand. I'm going to give you a word. Rise, God help me in here tonight. How many of y'all know your greatest motivation you can have is when God speaks a word to you? How many of y'all know the greatest motivation you can have is when you know how to look in his word? He says, rise. Watch this. Which means, Jamal, he said, whoever gets in first gets healed. He gets healed without getting in. Which means Jesus makes him first without the system. I'm talking to my sisters in here now that can testify God made you first without the system. They didn't want to let you in because of your nappy hair. They didn't want to let you in because of your dark skin. But he made you first. Take up your bed. That bed that you had convinced yourself you needed because you had convinced yourself you couldn't get up. That bed that had become your comfort zone. He says, take up what you used to depend on. Walk away woof, from your comfort zone, that comfortable habit, that comfortable career, that comfortable relationship, that comfortable addiction, that comfortable isolation. Take authority over it at the command of my word. And how many of y'all know Jesus will make you strong enough to carry what used to carry you? I need you to look at a sister real quick and tell a girl you look good carrying it. I didn't even know you were carrying that much, but you look good. You're carrying it with dignity. You're carrying it with class. You're carrying it with style. You're carrying it with a smile on your face. You look good carrying it. You're carrying that divorce like a queen. You're carrying that layoff like a queen. You're carrying that cancer like a queen. You're carrying that child like a queen. And the, the story ends. By the religious folk, mad because he's doing something you shouldn't do on the Sabbath. They say, who told you, we didn't give you permission to do that. He said, I don't know the name of the man. Jamal. How many things 
has the Lord done for us that we didn't know the Lord was in? How many battles has he kept you from that you didn't know he was in? How many doors did he not let you walk through that you didn't know his foot was on the other side? I need you to shout real quick over the stuff you didn't even know Jesus was doing on the earth. Text says, Jesus found him in the temple. I often wondered why Jesus went to find him. And I know the easy preach of that is that the man went back and told the folk it was Jesus. And the easy preach is Jesus finds you so you can tell everybody who it was. That's the easy preach. No, that ain't what got me. They are at a feast, mm. and there's a sheep gate there. Mm -hmm. Because to have entrance to the temple, you had to purchase a lamb or sheep, slaughter the lamb. Mm. And it was a slaughtered lamb that qualified you to enter the temple. The text says that the man is in the temple when Jesus found him. I believe, Jamal, the man snuck in and wasn't qualified to be in there. So Jesus said, I'm going to be his lamb, and I'm going to introduce myself to him so that he'll be qualified to have everything that he needs. I need you to look some sister in the face and tell him, with all my mess, I'm qualified. With all my mistakes, I'm qualified. With all my bad decisions, I'm qualified. Go on and high-five somebody real quick and tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm shouting tonight because I'm qualified. I'm giving God glory tonight. I'm qualified. I done slept with Lottie, Dottie, and everybody, but I'm qualified. I done been high as a kite, but I'm qualified. I done been drunk as a skunk, but I am qualified. I need some ladies who can stand on your feet and thank the Lord tonight that you are qualified. Take your sister by the hand and tell your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, I'm qualified. That was the wrong neighbor. Turn on the other side. Take your neighbor by the hand. Shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. And tell her neighbor. I got to get out of here, but I need some qualified sisters to raise your hand. I need some qualified sisters to shout for joy. I need some qualified sisters to give God the praise. I need some qualified sisters to scream to the top of your lungs. Is there anybody tonight who knows the Lord will qualify you? The Lord will turn you around. The Lord will usher you in. The Lord will give you your breakthrough. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? 
fight your battles? Won't he make your enemies your footstool? Won't he give you joy and sorrow? Won't he give you hope for tomorrow? Won't he dry your tears? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? And when the Lord qualifies you, that gives you a praise. When the Lord qualifies you, that gives you a shout. High five your sister and tell them I'm qualified because Jesus died for me. And when he died for me, he shed his blood for me. When he shed his blood for me, he gave me another chance. Shake your sister's hand and tell your sister, I'm glad I got another chance. And since I got another chance, I'm getting out of my seat, running down to this altar and tell the Lord, thank you that you qualified me. Thank you that you gave me another chance. Tell your neighbor, get out of my way. I got to run to that altar. And I got to give God praise. Yes, I do. Give him praise. Because I'm qualified from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I'm qualified with all my mistakes. I'm qualified with all my dumb decisions. I'm qualified with all my bad relationships. I'm qualified with my broke self. I'm qualified with my messed up self. I'm qualified with my slutty self. I'm qualified with my druggy self. I'm qualified with my drinking self. I'm qualified with my unemployed self. Up three sisters and tell them tonight is the night when you walk out of here and say I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. And tell them you're qualified. You're qualified. Take up your bed. Get off your bed. Stop being comfortable. Stop making excuses. Stop acting like you got to stay there. It's time to get motivated. It's time to get motivated. Motivated to do better. Motivated to be better. Say it, say it, say, 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 say it.
Tell them, let's dance like we're motivated. Let's scream like we're... I'm nowhere close to a perfect man And it takes a supernatural love to even understand That beyond the walls, behind the mask and confident smile Was a broken man trying to grow up and make life worthwhile And I know there were times that you probably shouldn't But I thank you for always loving me And I know anyone else they probably wouldn't So I thank you for always loving me Now I know there were days I'd look at myself I felt like less of a person compared to everyone else What about this flaw, too big, too small, can I exchange? And trying to make up for where I fell short, I let sin slip away But when I look in the mirror and don't like what I see Oh, I just thank you for always Loving me And I know I get bad But you wait patiently Oh, I just thank you For always loving me Oh, I just thank you For always loving me But I wanna thank you For always loving me See, you just keep Just keep loving me Loving me oh, I just wanna thank you For always loving me And though I know I don't have everything That it takes you keep loving me And regardless of every mistake That I make you keep loving me And it probably don't matter what I do or say You keep loving me
I've been told, but you are the living worth it now. Come on. Come on, Houston, you can say it one time with us. Send down from glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it. Many things you Awesome rule. Gentile redeemer. God with us, God with us, the living truth, and what a friend we have in you. This is what we like to call you, Jesus, Jesus, that's what we call you, yeah. 
right, you guys, we made it to the end of another podcast. We hope and pray that you all have enjoyed what you have heard on this morning. We hope that the word has encouraged you and that the music has given you a great uplift in your spirit, man, on this morning. Um, Again, we are in service, so if you're free, come by and visit us on this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are in your home church, we pray that God moves and speaks uh, in whatever ministry you are visiting or that you are attending on this morning. Uh, We know that God does not just speak in one church. He does not just come through and his spirit does not reign in one place. Uh, But we are praying that God has his way in every ministry, with every pastor, with every member of every church, under the sound of our voice. Um, We're looking forward to seeing your face this Sunday morning if you are coming to House of Deliverance Ministries. Uh, um, I will be bringing forth the word this morning uh if the if the lord allows it uh and we are planning to um have a great time in the lord so uh hope to see your face in the place this morning uh if you're unable to make it we pray that god continues to keep you he continues to protect you cover and uh and watch over all of us as we travel these dangerous highways and as we prepare ourselves for this upcoming work week because we know It's going to be something out there for us to face at some point in time this week. So uh, we pray that God's will be done in each and every one of your lives. Uh, We love you guys. We're praying for you. Continue to pray for us. And as always, we will see you on the other side. I want you to stop praising God. I want you to stop praising God right now. Because God is not putting this victory in the name of your situation. But I need you to take the next 30 seconds. Oh, I see. This phrase is feel better than C-sharp. That's all right. Yes, yeah, sir. I need us right now. Stop praising now. Because God is not putting this one in the name of your problem. But he's putting this one in your name. Your last name. Whatever it is, I need you start praising God because God is doing this one in your name. Praise Him now. Praise Him now. Come on. Praise Him now.
way of announcement, I want you to join us. I want you to join us in the next few moments. I want you to join us in the front of your house. I'm about to create a praise right there in front of your house. You better pull the car over, don't make, it, make sure you ain't on the highway. If you at your job, go somewhere, you might have to go in the bathroom and praise him. But for the next 45 seconds, you watching this now, for those of you in this room, I need you to praise God, but hear me. I need you to call out your last name and then start dancing. I need you to call out your last name and start praising him. This one is for my
Saturday night, the closeout of Folder Convocation 2025 and glory. Listen, I love you people of God. Father, I thank you for every person watching now. I decree over their life now a blessing. 
I thank you that this will be a week of good news. Woo! I need to decree over every person in this room, this will be a week of good news. I thank you for in the middle of the week. You're getting ready to turn the rest of our week completely around. We give your name glory. We give your name honor. Father, we praise your name now and we thank you because you're doing this one in our name. The Lord bless you tonight, people of God. Join us tomorrow night. We'll be right here. The Lord keep you.